Greetings and welcome to Unsupervised Learning. I'm Daniel Miesler, and this show provides content curation as a service with a focus on the intersection of security, technology, and humans. I spend between 5 and 20 hours a week consuming books, articles, and podcasts, and each episode is either a curated summary of what I've discovered in the past week or a standalone essay that hopefully gives you something to think about. All right, so I wanted to comment on the dialogue that's taking place right now about the faction of liberalism that's splintering off from the mainstream left. Just got done watching Eric Weinstein's conversation with David Fuller, and I thought they were missing what I see to be an extremely simple narrative for this whole thing. It started this whole thing basically when I wrote a piece called A Visual Breakdown of IDW Political Positions. Uh, And this is where I showed a spreadsheet view of multiple classic dividing line topics, such as man-made climate change, abortion, stronger gun laws, being for for or against immigration, drug legalization, single payer, etc. And what I did was I went and tracked down for like the main IDW, the initial people who are in the IDW, um, their positions on these topics. And lo and behold, they were vastly liberal. Sam Harris, Eric Weinstein, Joe Rogan, all extremely liberal on these issues. Even Dave Rubin and Jordan Peterson showed heavily liberal on a lot of these topics. Only Shapiro really stood out from the rest as as being different. Anyway, I sent this to Sam, who uh, I corrected one of his positions for after a short exchange, and he made it viral when he tweeted it out. And... uh, Got a lot of traction on that. And a few days later, Uri Harris, Yuri Harris, wrote a piece for Quillette that honestly, I, I just didn't understand. I could tell he was disagreeing with me, but I couldn't tell exactly what he was disagreeing about or what he was trying to correct. I guess he was saying that they, the IDW was more right than I thought. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure exactly. Anyway, just now watching this conversation between Weinstein and Harris, I do realize what he was saying. He was just basically saying that the things I had as my dividing line topics in the original list from my piece, which are the typical issues that divide the left and right, like whatever, an eternity ago, like five years ago, are no longer the dividing line. And okay, yeah, I 100% agree with that. That's what it means for there to be a, a schism inside of a group, right? You, you have a break where there wasn't a break before. But the point of my piece wasn't to say that the IDW is part of the new leftist exodus. It was to say that they're not part of any version of the right. And there's a huge difference between those two things. What we have is a bunch of people who support abortion. And this is talking about the IDW here. They support abortion, climate change, the pro-immigration. And Eric Weinstein actually had a comment about this. He's like, what does it mean to be pro-immigration? Um, and I love the guy. I think he's brilliant. I watch tons of his stuff, but I I thought it was a little bit like standoffish. Um, I I think on the left and right, there's a clear divide between, are you generally for immigration or are you generally against immigration? So I thought that was fairly clear, but he, he did have some good suggestions on making that more clear, but anyway, support abortion, climate change, immigration, stronger gun laws, believe income disparity is a huge problem pro-drugs, pro-gender rights, pro-gay marriage, pro-marijuana. 
And these these people with those views are being called alt-right by this this new left, the new Exodus members, right? And that is the move that I'm objecting to. And that is what I was trying to highlight in my piece where I visually broke it down, where it was like mostly green, which was the liberal side. Um, anyway, so David mentioned that Eric likes to steel man arguments, which I think is great. It's arguing from good faith, right? Uh, Sam talks about this a lot. And uh, Eric seemed confused. He got a little bit angry when he was describing like, what is this new left what are they on about? Like, why are they so upset? So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to channel that side of the argument because I've had so many conversations about this and I think, I think I can get pretty close. So here it goes. Politics are getting more extreme. The right is rising. We have more Nazis coming out of the woodwork than ever. We have more right-leaning hate crime and all of this has been facilitated by Trump taking office. Basically, the extreme right is becoming vocal and dangerous. And at the same time, the rich are getting richer, poor are getting poorer, middle class is going away, minorities continue to struggle, LGBT people continue to struggle, and we don't have the goddamn time for centrists. We don't have time for subtlety or both-siding arguments. There are fucking Nazis on the streets in Portland. We don't need a gentle and passive left. We need an activist left, a left that will acknowledge that the deck has been stacked against those at the bottom for a long time. And if you want to be a centrist and a both sideser, then you're part of the fucking problem. You enable the extreme right with your silence and or nuance. And during wartime, you must be treated like them. That is why I label you alt-right because you're not part of the only faction that has the courage to stand up and do what's right. All right. Well, yeah, I think I channeled that well there and I could do that because I'm a liberal myself and because I sometimes vibrate at that frequency. So to Eric, that, unless I'm very wrong, is what this new branch of progressivism is saying. That is the movement. So to turn this into a clean and explanatory narrative, Here's the state of the union. Pressure causes separation. We used to have a left and right, and the issues in my piece were largely where the lines used to be drawn between those. Then Trump happened, and the pressure in our country increased exponentially. The pressure caused the left to fragment, and a new extreme faction is carved into its own thing, which people call different things, modern progressives, extreme left, the leftists, exodus, whatever. Because that new faction's entire point is that the status quo of passivity is not good enough. They are taking an aggressive stance against anyone who is not in their faction. It's pretty standard as far as extremist groups go, and you have to maintain their level of fervor or you can't participate in their new thing. Now, this whole dynamic leaves one particular group stranded, people previously known as liberals, but who are still open-minded, empathic, prone to listening to both sides of a conversation and looking for common ground. And their primary means of maintaining this lifestyle has always been conversation. That's who formed the early IDW, the liberals who stayed behind when the new faction left on their exodus because they wanted to use conversation to work their way through the mess. But this new faction is not having it because you don't talk to Nazis. Conversation in their minds is the same old tactic that clearly hasn't worked 
And now we have Trump and his acolytes terrorizing the streets. So you're either with them or you're against them. That is the way to see this. Now, me personally, I'm part of the people who were left behind. Born and raised in the San Francisco Bay Area, liberal down the line, voted for Obama both times. My personal opinion is that a strongly principled center powered by good faith conversation is not the problem, but in fact, the only way out of this. I think the IDW slash left behinds need to acknowledge that the new left is mostly goodwilled. They're just younger, under a lot of pressure, and they're angry. I think the new left needs to be willing to talk to their brethren that they abandoned. We're not the enemy, and in most cases, neither is your enemy. The true right extremists are the real problem, and we need to unite to fight them. We don't accomplish anything by fighting amongst ourselves. And all of us need to reach out and talk to the center and moderate right types. Most of them are decent, and we need to make sure we don't produce such a bad taste and smell on ourselves that they prefer Nazis to us. And in all cases, conversation is the weapon of choice. Anyway, that's my read on all of this, and I hope it helps someone orient things in their minds. If Eric or Yuri or anyone else disagrees, I'm happy to be shown that I'm wrong and modify my position. All right. Thanks for listening to this episode of Unsupervised Learning. And don't forget that the show is both a podcast and a newsletter. So you can get more information about everything you just heard by subscribing to the newsletter or reading the blog posts for each episode. Also keep in mind that I do the show weekly, but if you're not a member, you're currently only getting every other odd-numbered episode. And if you want to get every episode of the podcast and newsletter, you can become a member at danielmeisler.com slash subscribe for less than a latte per month. Being a member will also get you access to the subscriber area of the site, which is the home for all previous member episodes, as well as other types of premium and experimental content. I'll see you next time. Thank you.